Welcome to Ride Pure, the Royal Enfield podcast. A podcast about Royal Enfield motorcycles, the people who create and build them. You, the people that ride them, the things you do to them and the places you explore on them. I'm Gordon May, Royal Enfield's historian, author and overland motorcycle traveller. And I'll be hosting this pure cruising episode. In this series, we'll be celebrating Royal Enfield's heritage of building superb cruisers. From India's first home-built cruiser, the city bike, right through to the new Super Meteor 650. Next up, we're joined by Sigmund Quadros, a live sound engineer from Mumbai who rides a Thunderbird 500. Released in 2012 and built around Royal Enfield's seminal UCE engine, the Thunderbird 500 was India's highway star, a favorite of many long distance riders. Hey Sigmund, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's beyond a pleasure and privilege to be here. So yeah, tell us, sure. whereabouts in India are you? I'm from Bombay. Actually, a little on the outskirts of Bombay, on the outskirts of North Bombay in a small town called Virar. V-I-R-A-R. Yeah. Okay, so how far is that from the uh, this city centre? Say about a 45 minutes of a train journey. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. And on a good day, 45 minutes of a road journey too. On a good day, blimey. I, day, I think yeah. those those good days must be few and far between because be uh, few and very far. M- Mumbai traffic is... Uh, it's well famous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're in a car. So, I mean, I, I guess on a, tra- yeah. on a motorcycle, you can sigh through it, but still. Yeah. It, in a, it's, in a car, it, it takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. And you do some really interesting work as well. You're a sound engineer for live performances. Yes, I am. Yeah. How long have yes, you been I doing am. that for? Roughly, give or take 15, 16 years now. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Long. Yeah. It's, I've, been, I've been in the business for a while. And how how do you get into that kind of work? I'm sure there are listeners who think, "Wow, I'd love to do something like that." Oh. So I so the the easiest way to put this is I failed as a guitar player. Like I used to play guitar when I was growing up, and I failed. And I failed because I just didn't practice enough, and I didn't put enough time into it. So so, but I always wanted to be a musician and wanted to be on stage. So the next best thing was, hey man, let me try recording music like be a producer or recording music but then but then as as i continue to study audio like as i formally continue to study audio i realized that i like live sound a little more than the studio environment and that's how i'm there you must have seen some awesome acts in those yeah. years yeah yeah name, name, name a few of the best for us oh, few of the best i have watched Poppy lives. I have watched. I have watched Pink Floyd. I mean, I have watched David Gilmore live. I've watched Mark Knopfler live. I have watched Brian Adams live for sure. In fact, in London, I managed to watch Victor Wooten, Marcus Miller, and Stanley Clark live. The three bass trio. I mm-hmm. yeah, I was briefly in London in 2010, and that's where I managed to see them live. And yeah, do, do you it. find yourself being really critical of the sound if you're at a gig that you're not All actually a sound engineer at? Not, yeah, I do not enjoy any of the concerts. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always at work. 
Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. And how long you've been, so moving on to motorcycles, how long have you been riding for? Hmm. I've never really put a number to it. Let me say, let me say, I've been riding in like your circuit, like, you know, riding with Veer Nakai, you, you would know Veer Nakai, like with Praveen, with Veer, with you, with Harshman, right? For about, I mean, since about 2009, 10, maybe around that time. So that's about, yeah, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's, you... that's, that's me, that's me touring. That's me touring and riding with the right people. Riding before that locally and just, just messing around college and all that's been even longer. Sure, sure. And yeah. you are the owner of a Thunderbird 500, the Highway yes. Cruiser. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. As it was launched at the end of 2012, you've got one of the very first ones. Yes, I do. I booked mine in the first, I think the first week of February. 2013. So that was really like the bookings opened around November, December, and I was among the first ones to book it in the maybe in the first month, month and a half, two months. Yeah, sure. It's just one of the all black ones. The matte black. Yes, I got the, the yeah. we called it the stone. That was what it was. Right. Stone. Yeah. And what what made you choose the the sort of heavyweight cruiser of the time from Royal Enfield? I. So Royal Enfield always had that 500 engine on the Desert Storm and the, and the classic Chrome and the classic 500. And my simple question always was, why don't we just put the 500 into the Thunderbird and just have a Thunderbird 500? Because the Thunderbird was always a 350, the twin spark, which mm -hmm. was the predecessor of, of the Thunderbird 500, the new Thunderbird 500 that I have. Uh, over the years, a couple of friends and a cousin of mine had the Twin Spark. And I really enjoyed that motorcycle. I really like liked riding that motorcycle whenever I had the opportunity. But then I'm also a big, tall, fat guy. So I said, hey, man, a 500 would be great on this. And uh, yeah, it took, it took Royal Enfield about 10 years to, to, to uh, listen to me. Like, well, not me, but just listen to what I would like. And eventually in 2012, in late 2012, we had the Thunderbird 500. And the first thing I did was I want to put my money down on that. Cool. So it's just, it's just me wanting the 500 engine. Like, right. That. More, but, but, you know, you could have bought the 500 engine in other, other bikes by Royal Enfield. So what was it about a cruiser as such that's appealed I to you? I genuinely, genuinely liked the Thunderbird. Like, I still like it. It's just the, like, it's just one of those things, like, like, I like the classics, but I think I like the cruiser better. And I was just hoping and waiting for a 500 in a cruiser. Sure. And I knew I knew I would take it. It was the cruiser that I wanted. So what is it about the cruiser then? They sort of, have you got a feet forward riding position on yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. It's called yeah. the boots in the wind. Yeah, it's boots yeah. in the wind. Okay, and the, high, yeah. and the higher bars and the, and the sort of bars and like the slight low step seats so that you yeah. can have my butt locked in tight right cool yeah. cool and uh, is it still original your bike or yes, you it is. it's, all stock. It's, it's all stock is it's it stock. really yes yes it is it's all stock. excellent yeah yeah it's um, all stock it's worked for me i think i had only had to replace a few parts but i stuck to the stock parts and not aftermarket 
over the years. But that's that's all because of the years of riding and wear and tear and just 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 consumable bits, basically. Sure, sure. Yeah. And how how far have you actually? What sort of mileage have you done on it? What's the what's on the clock? My clock right now shows me yeah. about. 25 30000 kilometers but that's not the true mileage on it because the, it, this is my third instrument cluster it's my, <laughs> this is my third instrument cluster so i think yeah if i can if i can just roughly add stuff it the first instrument cluster died at around 40000 kilometers then i rode for a good 10000 kilometers before changing it so 50 there and then the second one died at around another 45 50 like somehow these instrument clusters don't, did not last me more than about 45,000 kilometers. I would say I would say 100 and, 105 or 110,000 kilometers is is what I think I have been on the motorcycle. Right. And are you do you use it for commuting or are you yes, do. you use it you yes. do and you use it for commuting and for long distance rides. Yes, I do. Yeah. So so for the benefit of the listeners we actually met at Ridermania in 2013. And did you ride down on the Thunderbird yes, 500 yes, to that? Yes, ah, yes. right. Okay, yes, cool. And to, to, my, to, my, to my, for a lack of a better word, I have a flex. I was among the very, very few Thunderbird 500s on that Ridermania because it had just released and there was this really long waiting period. And by the time Ridermania kicked in in November 2013, not many had their motorcycles. I was among the mm. very few in that parking lot that had a Thunderbolt 500. Mm. So, so you come down from Mumbai to that. What's the yes, distance of that? What's the distance uh, of that ride? That's about from Bombay to Goa is about 650, 680 kilometers. Right. And uh, you did yeah. that in a day? No. So I did a very special ride that time. I I rode from, I rode the Western Coastal Highway all the way down to Goa. So I took about four days to get to Goa. Mm -hmm. So I rode from Bombay to a place called Divegar, from Divegar to Ganpati Fule, from Ganpati Fule to Tarkarli, from Tarkarli to Goa. This is the whole West Coast between Bombay and Goa. Right. Is, is yeah. that a very? I, I haven't actually travelled down that coast. I've I've only been down that route on main roads, on yeah. highways. So on highways. is that a very scenic route to take? It's a beautiful, beautiful route to take. So it's it's almost like the Big Sur, so to say, mm -hmm. but the Indian Indian version of the Big Sur. Like when you're going for when you're going north to south on the west coast, it's it's the it's the ocean. It's the it's the Arabian Sea to your right, and the mountains mm -hmm. to your left. So at any given point, if you're not negotiating the small villages that come in the way, you always have the Arabian Sea to your right and and some some small mountain to your left. So you're riding the carts, but on the you're riding the twists, but on the with the with the ocean right by you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds so, beautiful. It's Sounds. beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay. In fact, in fact, I have I have almost always refused to ride to Goa if my friends are not riding the coastal highway because i've just stopped yeah. taking the highways because it's just beautiful it's it's a waste of time and effort if you don't do the coastal highway yeah yeah would you say that's how you ride typically you would always choose a scenic route even though you've got a cruiser which yeah. you know yeah. it, 
Yeah. The Thunderbird 500 was, you know, the, the, launched as the highway cruiser by Royal yes, Enfield. Yes, but you, you, you would always choose to go the scenic route rather than the highway on it. I will always choose to go the scenic route, yeah. The scenic longer route is always the way to go. Right, cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. kind of boring on the highways. Like, it, yeah, it's kind of boring. Sure. Are you a, are you a solo rider, or do you ride out mostly with a club or with a couple of close friends? Yes, with a couple of close friends. I used to be a solo rider for the first part. As I said, I started riding with you folks and the Royal Enfield folks, and with Praveen and friends and friends from Pune. Only in about 2012. Before that, I used to ride. But then I did one of my first rides with Harshan Veer from Helmet Stories, mm-hmm. uh, and. Yeah, I've been riding with either them or just a very small group of friends. No club business for me. Okay. Yeah, just a bunch of friends and that's that. And what are your plans for the bike in the future? Is it a, a keeper or have you got other, other things in mind? Of course, no, no, no. It's <laughs> a keeper. I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I have my eyes on a lot of motorcycles that I'd like to own, but I know the Thunderbird 500 is going to stay. Simply because there's a lot of sentimental value to it right now, like because of when I got it and the kind of riding and the kind of places it has exposed me to, I doubt I'll be able to let go of it ever. I might, I might change some stuff on it so that because over the years I have changed as a rider. So I might modify some stuff on it to serve my purpose and serve my use case, but the bike is going to stay. Right, cool. Yeah, the bike needs to hundred percent. Yeah, I've actually—I don't think I've actually ridden a Thunderbird five hundred. I've ridden all the various incantations of the three hundred and fifty, but I don't, I don't think I've ridden a five hundred. What kind of what kind of cruising speed are you doing on that? If I'm alone, if I'm alone on a motorcycle with just a saddlebag, before the the vibes and the rattle kicks in, I do about a hundred and ten. Yep. Yeah, and because it's an older bike with no ABS and no traction control and stuff. So I don't really want to risk anything beyond 100 kilometers per hour. So yeah, I think I think the farthest I've pushed that bike about twice is about 120, 25 kilometers. But that's mm-hmm. that's that's been that one-off when I felt a little dumb and adventurous. Otherwise, I stick to my <laughs> hundred. I stick to my hundred and hundred and ten. Because the thing is, more critically, I want the motorcycle to stop. Yeah. 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 So you got disc at the front. Have you got disc at the back, or is it at the back? Also, yes. That was that was uh, the Thunderbird 500. Was the first Royal Enfield motorcycle to have a disc at the back. Also, sure. And yeah. And ABS? No ABS. No. No ABS. Right. Okay. So 110. I've just done a quick calculation. So you're looking at between 100 to 110. You're looking at sort of 60 to 69 miles. Yeah. Miles an hour. Yeah. 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 Cool. And it'll do that all day long? No. I am I'm quite I'm quite lazy. I'm quite a lazy rider. So I firstly I don't ride all day. If I if I am on a ride, I don't ride all day. I start early in the morning and I want to stop by say lunch or afternoon. So that's about 300, 300, 400 kilometers a day and I should be fine. Not all day long. No. That's the reason I like the scenic route, so that you can slow down a little in the scenic part of the route. And you don't need to be at 100 constantly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, staying at 100 does get boring. Yes. 
Yeah, although even on the highways in India, you can't really switch off and and, and zone out when you're riding, can you? Can't you? Can't <laughs> or you'll find a truck coming towards you in your or lane. A or a cow. Or a cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've had water buffaloes jump out of the bushes on the highway right yeah. across in front of me and, you know, you... Um, you still have to be on your toes. Yes, you, you have to switch yes, off. Yeah. So that's that's also one of the reasons I was having this discussion with a friend recently, and he was talking about how he he's not a motorcyclist; he's a car guy. But he really liked how the Goldwing, the Honda Goldwing, feels and looks. It's like a couch on a highway. And I was like, man, if I had that kind of money, I would never buy that bike, because mm. especially in India, you cannot be on a couch on a highway. Like no. you cannot, you cannot just open throttle and and just just glide on. We will have a truck <clears throat> that will be out to kill us, or a water buffalo jumping out onto the national highway. Yeah, so, you need that. You need the agility of a of a, you need the, the agility a motorcycle. You need, to, you need yeah. to be alert. The, the motorcycle needs to keep you alert. Yeah, like yeah. and that's what's changed over the years. Like as much as I like riding my highways, I like riding the back roads more now. Mm. Yeah, mm. and do you, uh, do you find the highways are getting busier and busier as well? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. The density, ten, yeah, about if I have to compare riding on the highways from ten years ago, it's 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 drastically changed. Yeah, it's really, really, really uh, dense now in in terms of traffic. Sure. So we're only a couple of months away from the first Rider Mania since the pandemic. And you're going to ride down to it? I want to, but then my girlfriend also wants to be there. So we're just, we're just figuring out the logistics right now. Mostly I'm going to ask her to get down to a flight and I'm going to ride down. And meet her there. Yeah, and meet her there. <laughs> and yeah, she wouldn't take the way back. She wouldn't ride Pillion down with you? So, so she's not ridden Pillion that much of a distance. Like we've done a Bombay Pune a couple of times. That's about 180, 200 kilometers. So I, I'm not too sure if I want her to be on the motorcycle for seven straight hundred kilometers. No, because it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a one day ride for sure because friends are busy and think schedules are tight. So I'd rather ride alone solo. Like I'd rather ride that distance alone than have her billion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how will she take it. I don't know how will I take it. Like, I don't know how will I take it, having somebody on my back for seven straight hundred kilometers. Sure, sure. So we're discussing that. Yeah, and, and as a, as a cruiser guy, have you actually seen or ridden the Meteor three fifty yet? I haven't. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't ridden the Meteor. That that's that's one bike I want to ride. I haven't. Ridden It'd be interesting to hear. A comparison between the two, obviously, the evolution that has been made over yes, the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah, it would be nice if Royal Field yeah. sends me one. Yeah. Sorry, like always, they've always, like been, always, like, yeah, they've always been nice, nice to me. And sooner or later, I do find one of their motorcycles in my garage just so that I can drive them around. Right, that'll be an yeah. interesting comparison to make, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. It will be nice, yeah. And the new, ones, the new ones come with like the ABS and it's, I've been told it's a little more comfortable. It's got the new engine. Though yeah. I have ridden the new 350, the, the 
What's what's the new engine called? It's called the it's the J platform. The J platform. Yes, yes. I've mm-hmm. ridden the classic 350 in Goa with the J platform engine, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. I almost I almost ran away with that bike in Goa. <laughs> like Praveen was nice enough to get me hooked up with a motorcycle for my vacation in Goa in December, and I rode it for about five days. And on the sixth day, when I had to give it back. I was like, what if I just ride out with this to Bombay? Like, will they find out? <clears throat> it's certainly a very sweet engine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it would be very interesting to do a comparison between your Thunderbird 500 and the Nomatia 350. It will be, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, certainly there's a, 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 an, an evolution in the in everything, really, not just the engine, but... The quality and the, quality, the, the yeah. styling, everything's just went down to perfection now yeah. on that motorcycle. I, I, did, I did see the bike parked about in a parking lot and I really liked I really liked what I saw. The, just the fit and finish on the motorcycle is great. The, the, the grip, the simple things like the grip on the throttle and the, and the, like the grip on the handlebar looks great, feels great. The, the switches feel great. I mean, assuming they're the same switches from the Classic 350, because I used the Classic 350 switches and they really felt great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they really did. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So, well, I'm going to be at Radomania, so I'm going to really look forward to meeting up with you there. And I'll go wandering around the the parking lots looking for a black Thunderbird 500, because I'm sure there won't actually be many there. And and I wonder if I'll spot you first or your bike first. We'll yeah, we will see. We'll see. We'll find we'll out. Spot you. We'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. We'll, out. well, look. Thank you very much for coming along and talking with us today about your Royal Enfield, your reason for buying it, your experiences with it. Really appreciate that. And pleasure. Uh, Absolutely, ha- my pleasure. Have a safe journey down to Goa in November. Yes. 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 Now, now that now that I know you'll be there for sure, I I think I think we should we should meet at Royal Enfield Ridermania like we did in two thousand. It's a date. If I if I dig if I dig if I dig through my my hard drive, I might even find a picture I have with you from uh, from twenty thirteen. Uh, I even sat through. I even sat for your talk on the Overland to India. Mm-hmm. You did a you did a presentation on your ride from London to India, and I was yes. I was in the first row. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I have I have your talk. Like I don't have your talk on on camera right now. Like I don't have the file, but I have a small snippet on my my YouTube channel where you just you're just listing down the countries because that was my question to you i just wanted to know the order of the countries you wrote through and you just listed right. down the country and i had to I had to just cut that bit and make it a part of a bigger longer video that i was working on back then sure so it's there sure. somewhere on youtube i can probably link you up to that and give you the time stamp cool no doubt i looked a lot younger with a lot less gray hair back then <laughs> <laughs> but there we go it comes to comes to us all yeah it comes to okay sigmund Look, take care of yourself and look you. forward to seeing you in Gaur in November. And thanks once more. 100%. You do take care of yourself, Gordon, and thank you. This was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure and privilege talking to you. Okay. Take care. Absolutely. Bye for now. Take care. Cheers. 
Our thanks for joining us for this podcast. To ensure you don't miss any future Ride Pure episodes, including many more that celebrate Royal Enfield's cruiser heritage, do subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have ideas and suggestions for future episodes, do get in touch by email, ridepure at royalenfield.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, add us to your favourites, or even leave a review. Until next time, we wish you great roads and safe riding.